want to welcome everyone that is online this morning or that would watch our podcast later. I want to welcome you to this service. The same glory of God that is in this place, the same glory of God will meet you wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. And again, I want to thank the leadership of this church for this opportunity. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray this morning that as we talk about your love, that heart and spirit and soul will be changed by the spirit of your love this morning. And I pray that we will go out from this place exhibiting and expressing what we've heard about your love. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 I find it difficult this morning to know which scripture to start with because um, the entire Bible is the book of love. It's an epistle of love. Praise the Lord. It's an epistle of love, especially when you, leave, when you read the songs of Solomon. It's an epi- epistle of love. So I find it difficult this morning, but we start somewhere. We start somewhere. Um, let, let's, let's start with 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We read, if you're watching online or you're going to um, listen to our podcast later, we read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 to end, and we read Romans 13, verse 8 to end. And we read those for um, some peculiar reasons. So we're going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 this morning. If you've got a child beside you, please help the child to be quiet. So we can all focus. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13. The Bible says, Now abided faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Can we read it all together? One to go. No. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13, please. 13 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13. Verse 13, the 13th verse, please. Thank you. Can we read it together? One to go. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Praise the Lord. The Bible says there are three main factors that guides or influences our Christian work on a daily basis. There are three main factors that guides our work with the Lord. And the Bible says one is faith, another is hope, and then it says another is love. And it says that among these three, that love is the greatest. And the Holy Ghost said that for a reason. Can we go to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8? 1 John chapter 4, as we put our hand in this place, because we're coming back to this particular place. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8. Now the Bible says in verse 8, the Bible says, He... Who does not love God, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now, the other side we read, the Bible says there are three things that abide it, that influences our Christian work in, on daily basis. Faith, 
hope and love. Now the Bible says that the greatest of them is love. Now the scripture says again that he who does not love does not know God for God is love. Today we're dealing with the topic we're dealing with the topic loving your neighbors in our series um, enjoying our series enjoying wrestling to increase by love. So we're dealing with loving your neighbors today. Pastor has done very mighty and powerfully in the last three Sundays over this the course of this month. He has looked at yeah, on the same series, he has looked at loving God and loving sense and loving spouses. Today we're looking at loving your neighbor. And the Bible says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now, faith is one key thing that we know that without it, you don't have results in Christianity. Hope is also an anchor because the substance of faith is actually hope. So faith is dependent and hope is also dependent. Praise the Lord. Now love is not dependent because love is not an object. Love is not a force. Love is a person. Love is what? A person. The person of love is God. The Bible says for God is love. This God, if you look at the Greek rendition, is Theos. That Theos is the Godhead, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So the Trinity is the Godhead. And the Bible said the Godhead, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it, the, this Godhead is love. So whether it's the Holy Ghost that is moving you at the time or, 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 or Jesus in you is influencing your actions or God himself, it says the, the product has to be a product of love. Praise the Lord. Now faith, of course we know, comes by hearing. And if you apply faith in your life, you always have results. But the Bible says, that faith will become ineffective if love is not the foundation. Love becomes ineffective. I'm sorry, faith becomes ineffective and will not produce. In fact, faith is handicapped without love. So, as we go on right now, we just have a few minutes. As we go on right now, you, you'll be able to see why some results does not come when you want them. Because the Bible says, he who does not love does not know God. And if you don't know God, I'm wondering how the faith you have will produce. And who the faith is anchoring on in the first place. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, the Bible says, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision availeth anything. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision availeth anything, but it says, it's faith that walketh by love. It didn't say faith that walked by love. It's a faith that walketh. I always take you know, note of tenses. The Bible says, for in Christ Jesus, 
neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith walking through love, or faith that walketh in Old King James, faith that walketh by love. So you can see that faith is dependent on love to produce. Because love is an origin. Love is a source. It's not an object. It's a source. It's a source. That's why Jesus said, a new commandment. There's an old commandment. You know, there's old commandment in Exodus chapter 20. Verse 1 down to 17. And somewhere there in Deuteronomy, there's old commandment. There were rules and statutes and regulations. And things to follow in the Old Testament. But Jesus said, a new commandment. A new one I bring to you. Meaning that this one supersedes the old. Meaning that in this one, if you can live by this new one that I'm giving you, you would have fulfilled every other one that were given in the past. You would have completed it. John chapter 13 and verse 34. If we bring it, John 13, 34. Jesus said, a new commandment. A new commandment because your faith in the word of God will not produce without love. Your faith in the word of God, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. Your faith in the word of God will not work. That's what Jesus asked me to love it down me. Do you have the love that I have? Do you sustain the love that I sustain? Love it down me, Peter. Then, if you love me, then things, this kingdom will advance in your hands. It's a faith worketh only by love. So if there's no love, faith is paralyzed. Faith is unproductive in the absence of love. So if your life is not full of God's love, not the natural human love, that's a natural human love that can change overnight. It's not that one. It's the agape, the God kind of love. The God kind of love. Can we bring John chapter 13, please? John chapter 13 and verse 34. John 13 and verse 34. Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you. That you love one another. As I have loved you. A new commandment I give to you. That you love one another. As I have loved you. That you also love one another. The next verse. Verse 35. The Bible says. Verse 35. The Bible says. By this all we know. That you, that, that you are my disciples. If you love one another. He didn't say, if you have faith towards the word, then the word will know that you're my disciple. He didn't say, if you have hope towards another, then the word will know that you're my disciple. He said, the word can only know that you're my disciple if you exhibit the love that I have for the word. If you exhibit that love, then the word will know that ye are my disciple. He said, a new commandment 
A new commandment I give to you. New one. That you love one another. You love one another. A new commandment. In fact, James calls it a royal love. James calls it a royal love. In James chapter 2 verse 9, he said it's a royal love. To love your neighbor is a royal love. So it has dignity. It has glory. It has influence. It has power. It has might. The love. The love of God. You see, when this love is absent, no matter what you feel, no matter the word of God you have, if you lay hands on the sick, the sick will not be healed. I know what I'm telling you. If love is absent, you make prophetic declaration, you won't see it. Because you negate the source that produces the miracle. The source that produces the miracle is love. His name is love. The Bible says God is love. God is love. That's what the Bible says in that place we read. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if we go back there. That's what the Bible says. If though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, if my tongue... If I begin to pray in another tongue and, 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 and it, can, it can produce flames of fire. The Bible says it means nothing if I do not have love. It says I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Empty. Meaning that when I begin to speak in tongues, the Bible is saying, the Holy Ghost is saying I'm making noise. If I don't have love within. And I come to where they are praying for someone possessed of a demonic spirit. And I say, the Holy Ghost say, keep quiet because there's bitterness within. The Holy Ghost tells you it will not work. If you hear him, he will tell you it will not work because you negate the source. The source is love. The source is love. He said, though I have gift of, of, of prophecy and understand all mysteries, I mean, you're heavy in revelation. You're heavy in scriptures. You're heavy in rhema. The Bible says it's all noise. It won't work. Because it says, although I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but I have not love. He said, I am nothing. Nothing. Noise. It won't work. It won't produce results. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. Let me show you. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. And verse 8, how did Jesus love us? But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, when people do things against you, you, you try to respond. 
according to their actions. You try to pay them back in their own coin. You try to, you know, you know, match their actions or their or their their what, what they've done against you with you know something you know that they can they can feel about. Brothers and sisters, if you don't want to do anything that's spiritual, it will not work. It will fail. The Bible says, while we were still sinners, while we were yet, we've not repented yet. Jesus loved us. That's why he said, love your enemies and pray for them. He said, sometimes it can be difficult. But if you've given yourself to the work of the kingdom, then it becomes very easy. Sometimes it can be so difficult. Sometimes it can be very difficult. But if you give yourself to the Holy Spirit, he will always navigate your life. He would always help you to take steps. He would always help you to do things that are right. Things that pleases God. Not things that your humanity feels like. Because your flesh would always want to react at different points in your life. The Bible says, the demonstration of God's love was not why after we've repented. It was why we were yet sinners. In fact, when he came, we also summoned ourselves together to crucify him. The Bible said the demonstration of God's love. Why we were yet sinners? That God, Christ, died for us. Christ died for us. So I want us to understand that we have to know God first. If we know God, it will be very easy to love our neighbors. Very, very easy. It will be very easy not to, not to repay evil for evil. It will be very, very easy. Very easy. I remember I, I read a book some time ago and I told a brother, and a brother you know, in church here recently to send it back to me on PDF. A book written by Kenneth E. Higgins of Blessed Memory now. Love the way to victory. I remember he shared a story. When he was pastoring, when he was pastoring under a particular district superintendent in the U.S. And he said he was sent to a particular church. And because a pastor, one of the pastors, they quit. But he was sent to a particular church. And he was pastoring that church then before he went into field ministry. He was pastoring that church and he said something. He said, though he was pastoring the church, church was divided. Some were for him, some were for the pastor that just left. He said, while he was pastoring the church, the pastor that had left the church would go to the members, the houses of the members, and would, it's no longer the pastor of the church. I wanted to understand it. But he would go to the houses of the church members and collect tithes and offering from them. And use it. Now he said, he kept doing that. Of course, he was not directly speaking evil of um, uh, Pastor Hagen at the time. He was not speaking evil, but he was kind of steering their mind against the leadership of the church. But he said, when the uh, district 
um, the, the, the district leaders, when they found out, when the official leaders of the church, when they found out, they called him. He said, just a word from you and we'll dismiss him finally. And Kenny Egan said, he said to them, anyone that's walking that route is not going to make it spiritually anyway, but I would not contribute to his downfall. It was the love of God. Because you see, the Bible says, and the love of God constrains us. It constrains us. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. The Bible said the love of God constrains. It's a limitation. Your flesh wants to react, but the word of the love of God constrains, pulls you back. And say, hey, come here. You see, people will not go to hell because they don't have faith. People will not miss heaven because they did not serve or come to church. People will go to hell because they did not have the love of Christ in their lives. The love of God constrains us. In project management, that's what we call constraint. When you have a project, you've got constraints. There are a lot of constraints depending on the project and the expectation of the client. Now, you have costs as a major constraint. You have time as a major constraint. They tell you, this is the start date of this project and this is the finish date of this project. And this amount is what you have to spend. And this is, this is the quality that we expect. So these are constraints. You cannot go beyond it. If you go beyond it, then you're breaching the contract. These are constraints. So they form a limitation to how far you can go in that project. No matter what you know. No matter your expertise. Now the Bible says, can we bring 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14 please? Now the Bible says that the love of God constrains us. I think it's 2 Corinthians. Yes. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. The Bible says, For the love of Christ compels us because we just us. That if one died for all, all then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves. Verse 15. For the love of God compels us. Old King James says constrains us. So it's a limitation to how much we can act. It's a, it's, it's a barrier. So something happens and you want to respond to it. And that barricades your response. You cannot respond as you wish from the human point of view. Because the love of God constrains your action. It confines it within the confines of God's love. It doesn't allow your flesh to react or to act. That's what the Bible says. Walk in the spirit. Then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's a walk in the spirit. What is walking in the spirit? Walking in love. Simple. Because the first fruit of love, the first fruit of spirit is love. The first fruit of spirit is love. It's not the Holy Ghost here. It's your recreated human spirit. It's your recreated human spirit. The first fruit of the spirit, your recreated human spirit, with the Holy Ghost supplies, is love. If you read Vine's Expository Dictionary of the New Testament, it tells you, though, in King James, it tries to use capital S to denote the spirit there, but it's not Holy Spirit. It's talking about... It's talking about it's talking about because, you see, it, the Greek translation of the word spirit is called pneuma. 
B-N-E-U-M-A. It's called Numa. And that Numa didn't differentiate the Holy Spirit and the spirit of humanity. It didn't differentiate that. So, but whenever the, 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 the word of God says Holy Spirit, then you know is the Holy Spirit. But when it doesn't use the Holy Spirit, try to find out which one it's talking about. In Galatians chapter 5 there, it's talking about the, the recreated human spirit. According to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24, is the recreated human spirit. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17 is recreated human spirit he's talking about. And the Bible says that the fruit of that spirit, number one, the first fruit of that spirit is love. Is what? Is what? Is love. The first fruit. The first, very first fruit. So, if you are a Christian and you find it difficult to walk in that love, in that capacity, you need to examine yourself. It calls for, it calls for self-examination. So, the love constrains us. The love constrains our actions. It puts a limit to how much we can respond. It has to be by God's standard. It has to be by God's rules. It has to be by God's guidance of the word of God. Because the Bible says, if you, if you walk in love, you fulfilled the whole law. If you walk in love, you fulfilled the whole law. That's why the Bible says, for he, for he died for all. And those that, that those who live should live, no, should live no longer for themselves. But for him who died for them and rose again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So in conclusion, the Bible says, let's go to Romans chapter 13. Romans 13. Romans 13. The place we read in our, in our opening, in our scripture reading. Romans 13 and verse 8. Verse 8 says, Owe no one anything except love. Owe no one anything except to love one another. Owe no one anything except to love one another. But he who loves another has fulfilled the law. The entire law, the entire rule, the entire commandment of the Old Testament, the entire regulation from Genesis down to Malachi. The Bible says, if you walk in love, if you live in this love, you fulfilled the law. Verse 9. For the commandment, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You, it's recounting Exodus chapter 20. You shall not covet. If there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying. Namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 10. Say, love does not, does no harm to a neighbor. Verse 10. Old kingdom say, love does no ill to a neighbor. It does no ill to a neighbor. 
Love will not contribute to the downfall of another. It will not contribute. They asked John C. Maxwell a question while we were in that program on the 1st of February. They said, what do you do when you see someone competing with you in the office? Someone is competing and wants to go higher, though you have the same qualification or whatever. He says, oh, I don't compete with anybody. I just let him get promoted. I love that answer. Pastor was there. I just said, I just allow him to be promoted. My time will come. If I don't fight him, God, who is always the source of my inspiration, knows how to move me up. He knows. So I don't compete. I don't fight anybody. So let us make God our source. The Bible says, if you walk in this love, it would not harm anybody. It would not harm anybody. Yeah, to be honest, sincerely, from the human point of view, it's difficult when someone has harmed you. When someone, I mean, I get some questions. When, okay, you know that this person actually killed your father, or this person actually contributed to the death of your brother, what do you do in that instance? This love that we're talking about, if this love is in your heart, it will not respond to it. Your humanity will. That's why human love is not enough because it can turn to hatred overnight. Human love. But if it's divine kind of love, the God kind of love, it withers every stone. It does not go under. Because the scripture says, it does not, it says, it says it's, it's long-suffering, it's patient and it's kind. It endures for a long time. While it's enduring, it's still patient. While it's enduring, and it's still kind. Not that you are enduring, but you are impatient and you are unkind. But you, you're enduring, the Bible says, that place we read in First, um, um, first Corinthians chapter 13. The Bible says, love, this kind of love is enduring or is long-suffering. And the scripture says, is patient and is kind. I don't want to take our time this morning because of a lot of things we have to do today. I just want us to bow our head and pray that God will introduce us to this love. Because the Bible says, he that knoweth not God, who he that knoweth not God, he that does not love, knoweth not God. Because God is love. God is love. He that does not love, he says he has not come in terms yet with the knowledge of who God is. Because who God is, is the liquid love. That is who God is. God is love. And nothing works without the love of God. Because faith will fail. The Bible says whether there be prophecies, whether there be knowledge, whether there be tongues, it says prophecies will fail. It says tongues will cease. The Bible says whether there be knowledge, it says it will disappear and vanish away. But the Bible says love will never fail. Love never faileth. It will always win. Love does not fail because the source is eternity. But it has effect in time. The source of love is eternity. Love is eternal, but it has effect in time. It has effect in time. It has effect in time, but it does not fail. The Bible says love never faileth because the source cannot fail.
God himself cannot fail. We're praying now. God cannot fail. So love never faileth. The Bible says it never faileth. It would always win. Faith will fail. Hope will not withstand things. Prophecies will fail. The Bible says knowledge will disappear and vanish. Tongues will cease. But the Bible says love never faileth. Love would always win because love has power love has glory love has dominion love has power love has grace in it love love has everything i just want us to talk to god right now in the name of jesus christ but i pray that this word this word as short as it is ring in the cause of our spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, well.